Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. 15 minutes. Okay, today we start the second, or the other half, so to speak, of Hechalzo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, essentially that's that's the story. What we talked about yesterday, and we answered our questions, that is, why is Dafka that Moshe had to do this war with Midian? Then we explain how Midian, and we've seen how Midian is in contrast to Shem Havaye, and that's why it was Nekamas Havaye, it was the retribution of the level of Havaye, of the name of God, because we see Havaye is all about unity, and that's what we're going to be discussing, whereas Klippa Midian is all about the separation. We also explained, that's also why the first place in Mikdash, and that's also why Klippa Midian is so bad, because the first place in Mikdash was destroyed, but it was only for 70 years, and then the second place in Mikdash was rebuilt, was built. Why? Because even though the Averis were very Hammer, very serious, very severe. It was Shukas Damim, Gilaroyes, Avedizara. But even though it was severe, but it wasn't, it was a specific issue, so we could fix it. Whereas Kippa Midjan, which is like sort of the totality of, of an issue, it encompasses everything. It's not a specific issue. It's Sinas Chinam, it, it just gets everywhere. And that's why the same Mesimim was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. And where 1800 plus years since then, and we're still stuck in Golis, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's why it says a chaltsu, which means you should all arm yourselves. But the Khaira was only 12,000 people going to the war. So why is everyone armed themselves? Because this is a, a this is um spiritually, it's all of us are in this war, in this battle. Yeah, exactly. And, and specifically Moshe, because Moshe is the epitome of Bittel which is in contrast to Kulis Midian. Okay, and so now that we've understood, basically, yeah, you'll explain it very clearly. Page 135 at the top, Perak Yud Ches. This chapter begins the second portion of Kuntus Echaltzu. The first portion, the Rebbe Hashab focused primarily on the negative qualities associated with Yeshus that lead to baseless hatred. In this portion, the Rebbe focuses on God's oneness. He begins the discussion of this subject by explaining the contrast between God's name, Havai and Elikim. So now we're going to start to talk about different levels of godliness to understand what does it mean true unity? What does it mean unity amongst God, within God? And also understanding this is a very key to understanding godliness and, and to really appreciate what does it mean when you say the word God or godliness, what, is it, what do you mean by that? And this is what we're talking about. This is very similar to what it says in discussion in, uh, in Shah Yechud Ve'emunah in Tanya. It's a similar discussions, and, and when you if you pay attention, you, you really get it, it'll give you a deeper understanding of godliness. And we talk about God and different levels of God. And when you think and you want to want to meditate in davening, let's say, on God, you'll have this will give you the the atheist, the letters, the, the words to use. Let's go. And it's come allowed to explain the ideas we explained, we talked about before. Is the opposite and it goes against Shem Havaye. So we understand what Klippas Midian is, but we need to we need to understand Shem Havaye. Truly understand this, we have to understand what does it mean Shem Havaye. 
What is this unity of Shema Vaye? Tehine, and this is what we're going to discuss. So now first we're going to discuss Shema Lekim. And Lekim, and simply, it's, uh, it comes from the Gematria Ateva, same numerical value as nature. So it's really how God is manifest in the world and keep, gives life to everything. Yeah, and in general, God has different names. That those names are what characterizes the, his what he's doing. So Kim is characterized as God within nature and how he sustains nature and makes nature exist. Shemavai is how he's above nature and he doesn't doesn't interact in that same specific little detailed world way. Let's see. The name of Elikim represents God as he is in the source of creation, as the creation is divided. That's is plural. It doesn't, God forbid, mean that God is plural, but it means the way he expresses himself in this world is in the plurality of the world. Like it says, God, Elikim, uh, but God in the plural, Kudeshim, holy, Kudeshim is also his plural. Who Asher Niglu Elav Elikim, revealed to them God in the plural. How can you say, God forbid to say, God is pluralistic? We're monotheistic. We, are, we believe in one God. So what are we saying, Elikim, plural? And you know, so the answer is like this. What's Elikim? It's the godly life force. It's drawn down into creation. To keep us in existence, keep us alive. So when you say, what, what makes me alive? What level of godliness makes me alive? It's Shem Elikim. And there's a lot of levels. There's a lot of what, what godliness has been given to the world. And everyone on his level and everything on its level is getting from this Shem Elikim. And that's what we're going to discuss in detail. And it's, it's a very gishmak idea. It gives, gives existence to many types of creations. As we see here below, there's a lot of different levels in the, in the world. How wondrous is your, is your work, Hashem? Meaning, there's, there's many levels of creation. In general, there's four types, there's four elements, four types of creation. There's inanimate, animate, um, yeah, which is like plants, inanimate is like rocks, plants, animal, and humans. And that's four general categories. But in them, in each one of them, there's many levels. There's a lot of types of inanimate objects. Like simple rocks. For example, the, you know, in a certain sense, there's no bigger extreme between a, a simple rock versus a, a diamond. They're both rocks. They're both inanimate. They're very different. Or you have rocks that are like, you know, they can help make fire. They're very different, and they're all so different from each other. So to with with plants and things that grow. If asavim, dashim, tavoys, apiris, you have fruits, vegetables. You also have grass. You have flowers, and they're so different, you know. And you can go. They're so contrast. 
and also in in the animalistic world in animals you have different different levels of animal you know you have you have animals that like you in the sea animals on the land lions fish you know all the all like, it goes forever so too with us now you're going to say what i mean but we're all humans all very much the same but yeah we also very many levels how we're all very different from each other. Like it says, no two people have the same opinion. We're all we're all different. Every single person is different, has their own different separate opinions, you know, and the way that we see our lives and we see things. And all of this, this is all as is below. So this is in the world how it is. The Shem Kim, it's invested in all these levels, invested in the rocks, in different levels of rocks, from the stone to the diamond to the plants to the trees. You know, you have trees that are 100 years old and you have plants, you know, that are very small and you have fruits that grow in 21 days. All these contrasts of things and it's all Shem Kim with inside of all this and also within the animals and also within us that keeps us in existence. Shem Kim, the Shem Kim is being given, is, is, is godliness expressing itself or, or giving life to all these different levels of, of creations, but not just in the physical world, so too in, in the higher world. In the, in the higher world, it's even more divided, and this name of Kim is, is giving life to all these things. Like, for example, just like angels above, there's infinite amount of angels, and each angel is getting life or some God from this level of Elikim. And in their spirituality, they're very, they're all on different levels. Because if there's no difference in levels, there wouldn't be different angels. It'll be the same angel. And like we know, there's an angel for healing, there's an angel for death, there's an angel, you know, for, for everything. Or the the because creations like in this physical world, What makes us different is the physical space that we take up. That makes that divides us. That that I am here and you're there, and 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 we're taking up that physical space. But in angels, there's no physical space. They don't literally have a physical space. So it makes them one different from the other and a different angel. There's no space. So the explanation is it's their spiritual level. What divides us? He's saying us is more physical. With the angel, it's more spiritual. We can say, and he's saying in the bracket here that even though you can say that there is also, so to speak, space, is like not physical space, but space in the in Shemayim. Okay, you do like it's known, the source of space is in Malchus of Atzillus, is in the lowest level in Atzillus. Therefore, in the lower world, there is place. 
just like in the physical world, there's, there's space and there's limited space. Just like the physical, we live in a physical world that has physical dimensions. Also, spiritually, in these lower worlds, there's also this. So if, if they also spiritually, there's a space. Therefore, the bodies of Malachim, of angels, even though they're on the, the most um, refined spiritual levels, and even in them, the, the elements that they use is like air and fire, which is a much more spiritual than earth and water. Not just physical water, a physical fire and air, but it's also from the level of Yitzhira, which is a spiritual world. But Neville has a space. What he's saying is essentially that it's not a physical space like we know it, but there is some level of space in regards to angels and they take up some type of space. It's in the spiritual, but it is. Also here we have fire and, and wind, which is a phys- which is space, like like air, air pressure. Put air in in a bottle, and you, you put more air than the bottle can contain, and the bottle will break. So even the air is very very small, but it still takes up space. Yeah, air occupies space. It's like a lightning flash. We see it. We see a fire. You know, bonfire. Whatever. You see the thing. Even the element of fire in the sphere of fire, meaning fire as, as it is, exists in its elemental state, is still, is still something there. Yeah. Therefore, you can say even that there's a body for an angel, so to speak, that, that is separated. Nevertheless, even though even though it's true that the angels take up some type of space, but it's not comparable to our space, but the difference between the angels is not in that space that they take up, but it's in the spiritual levels. Unlike, you know, animals, let's say, there's no spiritual level difference in them, in the space. It's the physical space, or like rocks and, and uh, diamonds. It's the physical space, not the spiritual standing of them. Yeah, and essentially what we're saying is that in order to understand what does it mean unity, we have to understand what does it mean unity in Hashem, what, is it, what does it mean unity of Shemavaye, and what does it mean in the world. And so first of all, we started talking about this, there's a level of godliness called Shemalikim, which is how God ex- makes the world exist, everything on its level, with all these pratim, all these details, and the many myriads of details. Well, we saw different levels, in the four levels, all these details, and in us, in spiritually, there is, and well, and through understanding that, we'll also we'll understand, we'll define for us what does it mean the spiritual, what does it mean shem havaye? How does it havaye contrast to the shem alikim? To be continued tomorrow.